Life is short. We don't have forever. Don't waste time brooding. Get busy living and loving. Seven eight four zero overcoming loneliness part three. Thank you for joining brothers of the word because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook Live. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful joy and delight to have you to tune in and join us. Well, I would like to share just a little humor. A woman was on the phone with her friend, and she said, I feel like my body has gotten totally out of shape. So I got my doctor's permission to join a fitness club and start exercising. I decided to take an aerobics class for seniors. I bent, twisted, gyrated, Jumped up and down, spun around, and perspired for an hour. But by the time I got my leotards on, the class was over. (laughs) Well, we're sharing part three of something we began a few weeks ago entitled Overcoming Loneliness. Overcoming Loneliness. We'd like to share just a verse out of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 9. Proverbs 27, verse 9. In the Message Bible, it reads this. It says, just as lotions and fragrance give sensual delight, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. And so we're talking about overcoming loneliness, and this is part three. We've learned that doing things with other people brings contentment and happiness into our lives. There's great value in having a friend. There's great value in having a friend. Everybody needs a buddy. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs a buddy in life. I like something that Charles Kingsley said. He said, a blessed thing it is for any man or woman to have a friend, one human soul whom we can trust utterly, who knows the best and worst of us and who loves us in spite of all our faults. So there is a great value in having meaningful relationships with other people with our family, with our friends, with co-workers, even with strangers. There's great value in having meaningful relationships. And we've said that life is meant to be enjoyed and shared and celebrated with each other. God has given us each other. He's given us each other. Wonderful relationships elevate us. They cause us to go higher. They cause us to go further in life. They even cause us to live longer. They cause us to have healthier, more fulfilled, more content lives. Relationships are the basis of life. And we are to live and laugh and love. We are to learn together. We need people to share the joys of life with. We need people to share the sorrows of life with. We need people to help us in difficult times. We need people that we can just enjoy the journey of life with. 
We need someone that we can be vulnerable with, someone we can share our innermost feelings and desires and dreams, someone we can be transparent with and confide in some of our failures and shortcomings and insecurities. We need someone that we can talk to. Everybody needs a buddy. Everybody needs a buddy. I'm grateful for relationships. I'm grateful for good relationships, grateful for my wife, grateful for my kids, grateful for my family. I've been enjoying members of my family, you know, whether it's uh, traveling together or playing together or going out to eat together, whatever it is. I'm grateful and I value relationships, grateful for my friends, grateful for my friends. I have one friend I talk to on the phone quite often and we'll just get on the phone and laugh. We get on the phone and just laugh with each other. We'll talk about current events, or we'll talk about sports, or we'll talk about who got traded to who. In fact, when there's been a big trade that has taken place in the sports world, we'll actually call each other by the name of the person who was traded. So we'll pick up the phone, and he'll say, hey, LeBron, how you doing? (laughs) So we'll actually call each other by the name of the person who's been traded in the sports deal. (laughs) And so we have a great time, and we value that. So we just laugh, and we laugh, we laugh. I enjoy good friendships. Brother Render back there, he's a great friend of mine. He took me out to the PGA Championship last week. We had a great time just walking the holes and walking with pros. And and so friendships are wonderful. Relationships are wonderful. Having people in your life that you can enjoy life's moments with and celebrate life's moments with, that's a treasure. That's a rich treasure. I believe that true happiness is being able to share and laugh and love together. That's true happiness in life. I think it comes from love and laughter that's found with each other. Let me read this article. This is an article that was in CNBC, and it was referring to the friendship of Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Buffett, who's 88 years old, and Gates, who's 63, have had an enduring friendship. They become bridge buddies, golfing companions, and are both members of the Giving Pledge. It's the little things. To this very day, every time I go to Omaha, which I try to do whenever I can, Warren still drives out to the airport to pick me up. It's a small gesture, but it means the world to me, Gates wrote in a blog post. He adds, I'm always impatient for the plane doors to open because I know Warren will be waiting with a new story or a joke. And I'll be learning and laughing with him all over again. Even though he keeps up a hectic schedule, Warren still finds time to nurture friendships like few other people I know, Gates says. He picks up the phone and calls to say hello. He regularly sends articles he's read that he thinks Melinda or I will find interesting. Taking the time to be emotionally invested in your friendships is a valuable piece of advice that we can all benefit from. As the billionaire investor once said during a presentation at the University of Georgia, if you get to my age in life and nobody thinks well of you, I don't care how big your bank account is, your life is a disaster. Relationships. So relationships are the essence of life. They're the foundation of life. And we need to realize the importance of relationships. We need to invest in our relationships. Even if we aren't 
lonely, and I'm talking about overcoming loneliness. So even if we aren't lonely, we can all improve the quality of our relationships. We can all improve the quality of our relationships. Here are some tips I wrote down, things that help to improve the quality of our relationships. Treat each other special. Treat each other special. Plan experiences. Have fun. Communicate regularly. Be happy, helpful, useful, caring, kind, and fun. Be encouraging, supportive. Express appreciation often. Be fully present and participate. Be interested. Bring out the best in others. Believe in them. Lift them. You do some of these things and other people will naturally want to be around you. Other people will gravitate toward you. So if you want to overcome loneliness in life, you employ some of these tactics. And then we said stay away from negative relationships. It's better to be by yourself than to be in bad company. You know, so it's better to be by yourself than to be in bad company. Proverbs 13, 20 says, become wise by walking with the wise, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. And so you have to choose your friends wisely. Here's an interesting article I read by Dr. Leslie Phelps. She says, our interactions with other people can have a strong influence on us, even the interactions that seem insignificant at the moment. Something as simple as a kind word from a stranger can prompt you to smile and feel a sense of warmth. It may even cause a shift in your attitude, changing the way you go about the rest of your day. Of course, you are most deeply and powerfully influenced by the people closest to your heart. Four ways that family and friends commonly affect your life are... The presence of loved ones affects your mood. Emotions are often contagious, in part because people have mirror neurons in their brains that mirror what those around you are experiencing, allowing you to feel empathy for them. So when someone is generally upbeat, you are frequently more likely to feel more positive in their presence. Similarly, People who seem to travel with a rain cloud above their head can leave you in a dark, foreboding mood. This does not mean you should steer clear of someone just because they are unhappy. You may choose to support a friend who is struggling emotionally, just as you would want them to support you during difficult times. However, there is a problem when someone else's distress becomes your predominant way of feeling. How loved ones... See you affect how you see yourself. When people see you in a positive or negative light, they treat you accordingly, and this influences your self-perceptions. In 1999, a group of researchers found that people become more like their ideal selves when they have a partner who sees them as they like to be. This Michelangelo effect was named after the legendary artist who created stone sculptures based on the images he saw in the raw material. Just as partners help to shape their companion into the ideal self that they carry within. Of course, when partners or close friends see you in a less favorable light, that perception will affect you negatively. So keep this in mind as you choose your partner and friends. 
loved ones influence your personal preferences and your lifestyle. This can be as simple as a friend encouraging you to listen to a new kind of music or wear a particular brand of shoes, but it can also significantly impact your lifestyle, such as when Samuel L. Jackson's character in the movie Pulp Fiction notes, My girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. Having a strong social network is associated with having a healthier, happier, and longer life. People who have close friends and social supports to turn to during difficult times tend to feel less stressed. Research has even shown that people with such social networks are often physically and emotionally healthier. Given that your relationships shape the person you are and the person you are becoming, it is important to choose your friends and loved ones wisely. While you cannot choose family, you can choose the ways in which and how much you interact with them. So ask yourself what qualities you value in yourself. Also consider how a loved one might influence your life over the next one, five, or even ten years. Then when you are making plans to get together with people or looking for someone to connect with, choose those who will support and encourage you to have the future that you want. So that was an article by an interesting doctor just talking about how connections and how to choose the right people to be in your life and choose your friends wisely because they affect your life, they affect your destiny. And, and so it's very important to choose the right people. So relationships are powerful. They are the basis of life. Well, since we're talking about overcoming loneliness, I want to give you some, want to give you just some keys on how to overcome loneliness, how to overcome loneliness. So if there happens to be some lonely people and stats say that a great majority of people in the U.S. are lonely. I've heard some stats even as high as 70% of people are lonely. So loneliness is an epidemic. People are alone. You can be the life of the party, but you can still be alone. You can still be alone. And so loneliness is something that reaches deep and it's far-reaching. But it's not the way that God designed life to be. The Bible says that God sets the solitary into families. And he told Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. And he called relationship. And so God places us in godly relationships and nurturing relationships. It benefits life. Life is so much better when you have someone to share it with. And if you don't get along with people, you need to find at least one person that you can get along with. You need somebody in this life. You need somebody in this life. No man is an island unto themselves. Everybody needs a buddy. Everybody needs a buddy. Here's some tips to help you to overcome loneliness. Number one, meet new people by signing up for a class around a hobby. So you can sign up for a class around a hobby such as, you know, photography or sewing or a book club or some type of exercise, you know, so you can join a group around a common interest. When I look at my own life, I notice that I have friends in various areas of interest in my life. I play basketball with a certain group of friends. I play golf with a certain group of friends. I ride bicycles with a certain group of friends. And many of these are different people, but these are friends based around hobbies or interests that I have in my life. So you can create a hobby, join a group or a club or something around your interest group. 
And you can create new friends that way. I have friends in the ministry. So I have friends that are different in different areas of my life. So whatever your interests are, then you can join different classes or groups and meet new people around your interests. Make it fun. You can even go out in your neighborhood, meet your neighbors. We live in such an isolated time today. We don't even know our neighbors today, to be honest with you. <laughs> that was a day back in the old days. You could go next door and borrow a cup of sugar and two eggs. You can't do that today. <laughs> Because we don't even know the people who live next door to us. No, get out, take a walk, and uh, meet your neighbors. You never know who lives in your neighborhood. So you can find friends right there in your neighborhood, and that can become your common interest in the care of the neighborhood, in the care of the neighborhood. Well, here's another one. Try new restaurants or share a meal with someone. I have a couple of friends that I go to lunch with maybe once a month, and we just share a meal and enjoy new places. My wife was sharing with me that she had a she had a restaurant gift card that allowed her to go to different restaurants, and she and one of her close friends, they meet up about twice a month, and they go to different restaurants. And so you can meet people around friendships over a meal, trying new restaurants. Number three, have a pet. Have a pet. Studies show that having a pet leads to increased levels of mental and physical health. Owning a dog or a cat has been shown to reduce the risk of heart disease or stroke while increasing oxytocin in the brain. So having a pet is very beneficial. If you don't have a human, have a pet. They can give you a lot of company. They give you unconditional love. They're always glad to see you. They're wagging their tail. They're, they love you. And so having a pet is a wonderful way to overcome loneliness. Number four is be friendly. Be friendly. Proverbs eighteen twenty four says that a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So if you give away friendship, you'll receive friendship in return. Kindness always is attractive. That's what the Bible says. Kindness makes you attractive. Kindness makes you attractive. And so be friendly if you want to attract more friends. You yourself sow friendliness and you'll attract more friends. You can compliment people. That's a way of being friendly. You learn to compliment a few people every day. You'll notice how it affects and changes the behaviors of people around you with a simple compliment. But that's a way of being friendly. I was holding the door. I think I was going into the gym, and I, I held the door for a good maybe 20 seconds after I had already gotten there. And this older lady, she was coming, and she just stopped. And she said, thank you so much for your kindness. Thank you so much. And she just went on and on. So I made a new friend just by holding the door because I didn't have to hold it. I could have gone in and let it shut because she was a good ways away from me. (laughs) But I felt like being kind and I held it and I waited and she noticed that and it did something to her. So she smiled and she was grateful. So you'd be surprised how you can show friendship. You can give away friendship and you'll receive friendship in return. Number five is volunteer. Volunteer. You can meet new people by volunteering. Volunteer is a way of meeting new people. Number six, organize an event. Organize an event. Pastor's wife organized a bowling event um, last week for a lot of people she interacted with organizing that event. So organize an event if you want to meet new people and create new friendships and relationships. Number seven, give your family a hug. Improve your relationships. Give your family a hug. Take time to hug your family. 
take time to call to say you love them. These are important things that help build the quality of your relationships with people. Man, we don't have forever. We don't have forever. Life is short. We don't have forever. Don't waste time brooding. Get busy living and loving. Hug your family. Give them a call and let them know that you love them. Number eight or number nine, listen and be fully present. So employ your listening skills. You'll be surprised how people will gravitate towards you when they realize that you care and you're showing attention and you're listening. So give people your full attention and listen. Put your cell phone down and listen. Stop texting for a moment and listen. Give them your full undivided attention not just listening, but let them see that you're looking at them. Let them see that you're turned toward them. Let them see that you're not preoccupied with other things, but you're giving them full attention. That's a great relationship builder. It's a great relationship building. It says volumes. It says volume when you give a person your undivided attention to be fully present, to give them full attention. And then finally, I think this is number 10. I'd save the best one for last. Number 10, God is our constant companion. We are never alone. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, he that would have friends must show himself friendly. And it goes on to say, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And so God is our friend. God is our constant companion. He's the one we can talk to. He's the one we can do life with. He's the one that we can spend time with. And we develop our friendship with God. And you'll find that in this lonely world, you'll never be alone with him. Praise God. Praise God. Those of you who are watching television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire three-part series entitled Overcoming Loneliness, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. Praise God. Well, that concludes our little three-part series on overcoming loneliness. I pray that I shared some things that will help you to develop the quality of your relationships and to appreciate people and realize that people are gifts. People in our lives are gifts. They are treasures, and we are to treasure and value relationships. When this life is all over and when it boils down, it's the things that are going to really be matter are the relationships that you have. The love that you shared and the people in your life, that's what's most important. And so I admonish all of you to continue to build strong relationships and enjoy one another, enjoy each other. God has given us each other. God has given us each other. He doesn't want anybody to go through life alone. He has given us each other. And that's why he created a family. God created a family. God himself created a family. Praise God. Praise God. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part three of the series titled Overcoming Loneliness by C. Elijah Bronner. This sermon is number 7840. That's 7840. To listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 7840 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. 
Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.